um, just this, this morning what I have on my heart for us is, um, is actually something that I've seen in you guys as a congregation. Uh, and just even standing in worship here, there's such a passion and a zeal that you guys, as, as Josh and Bloom, have. Yo, man, and it's honestly, it's so rare in churches. Um, I actually want to commend you guys. Like really, just your, your passion and your zealousness for the Lord. But my prayer this morning, and, and I'm trusting that that will even skyrocket so much more. And not because of the preach I'm preaching, but because of the King and the worth of the King and His kingdom. So I've got a title for my message. So it's good for, for those admin guys, you know, for, for those who like to take notes, it's always good to have uh, a title so that when you go to your notes, you know that this is a preach. And it's called, Passion is Not Old Fashioned. And man, this is actually something that the Lord has definitely been doing in my heart. Uh, just, I would say, over, over this past month. Um, and there's actually certain things that I've had to question in my own heart, certain things that I had to relook and look at. Um, and I want to start off with a scripture in John 2, verse 13 to 17. And it says here, it says, The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. And his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Man, it just... When I read that, that last verse, verse 17, a zeal for your house will consume me. I almost sat there uncomfortable thinking, oh my hat, Lord, I'm missing the mark drastically when it comes to being zealous for you. Um, and there was almost like a question in my heart that I, that I had to answer. Like, am I actually allowing my zeal to just reside in my heart, to just stay there? Or is it actually consuming me? Is it actually something that consumes me? Something that I'm, in a sense, bothered with? That, oh my hat, there's so much more to give. And me being Afrikaans, I had to go and Google, just uh, to simplify things, to Google what zeal means. And I, I had more or less an idea what zeal, what zeal means as an Afrikaans guy. But like all modern good theologians, Googling helps. So, <laughs> so I went and I googled meaning of zeal, and like Google would, it gives you a mass amount of words, and you have to, in a sense, pick and see, okay, cool, I think this is the most relevant one. And four words stood out to me, and it's the words passion, devotion, fire, and a love. A passion, a devotion fire and love and you look at those words man you actually see the life of Jesus encamped in those four words passionate devoted to God loving 
and having a fire. And you know, that to me was like, okay, great. <laughs> now I know what that means. <laughs> and I almost had like a, a ballpark for myself where I could go and see, okay, man, am I living these things out? And I almost want to throw it to, to us as a church, like, are we living these words out when it comes to the king and his kingdom? And, uh, yeah, there's just something that's so special about you guys' plume, as I mentioned. And I'm not sure if it's Quirtin's biceps or Paul's beard, um, but I do believe that it's Jesus. Um, and as I said, man, I pray and trust that you guys are just thrust forward so much more into the Lord that bloom will be changed because of you guys that is my prayer um, so just in reading that there's almost like three checks or three questions that I believe we in a sense in ourselves need to answer when it comes to being passionate and being zealous for God and his kingdom and the first and definitely the most important one asking ourselves are we zealous for him because it starts by being zealous for him I mean in scripture we see this modeled so well by Jesus you know Jesus loved the father dearly with everything in him he loved the father it was a passion a zeal a fire and a devotion that Jesus had for the father he lived for the will of the father and there's a scripture in John 6 verse 38. And Jesus is speaking and he's saying, For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now, everything in Jesus wanted to glorify the Father. Everything in Jesus praised the Father. It worshipped him. It said to him, Father, I'm here because of you. I'm living for your will and not mine. And if we ever find ourselves in that place where we feel dry, or you feel, man, I'm actually running out of steam a bit, I think the biggest question is like, how's your passion for the king himself? How's your passion for the king himself? Because it starts there. It starts by loving him. It starts by wanting him more than anything else. It starts there. And the amazing thing is at the end of the day, a burning and a passionate heart for the king will give birth to a burning and a passionate heart for the kingdom. That's how it works. It's not the other way around. It's not the kingdom first. It's the king and then the kingdom. It'll give birth to a passion for the kingdom. And it brings to the bring me to the like the second question. As we've established now, like are we zealous for him as our king? And the second one is are we zealous for his people? Are we zealous for those with us in church? Those our friends, our family with us in church, the congregation is are we laying down everything we have so that they can succeed? So that they can be thrust forward? And this, for me, is such a beautiful picture 
of this in John 3, verse 28 to 30. And this is about John the Baptist. And um, many people thought, you know, like John was the Christ. Like John was it. But he was the, the guts and the glory guy. And John says in his reply to his disciples was, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. And the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. And therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase and I must decrease. And you just see this, this moment where John could have taken so much credit for, the, for all the baptisms and everything that was going on. And his reply was, no, no, no. He must increase. And I must decrease. Everything in John wanted to push Jesus forward and say, Jesus, you are from the Father. You deserve the glory. You must and will succeed. I'm just paving the way. Man. Everything in John wanted to let Jesus be seen. There was no jostling. There was no, man, I want a title or I want profile. No. It was all about Jesus succeeding. And there's well-known scripture also in John 13 verse 35 where Jesus is speaking and he's saying, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And the New Living Translation actually says, that you will prove to the world that you are my disciples if you love one another. Man, if you truly love one another, no, there will be no, there'll, I almost want to say well, there will be no rank between us. There will be thrust forward. There will be passion. There will be, man, I want you to succeed more than I am. I want your life to be greater than mine. I want to see you move forward. Sorry, I'm, is everybody still with me? Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm feeling I'm hitting deep, sorry. <laughs> um, man, if we truly love one another, if we as the people in the kingdom are truly zealous for one another, the world will see a passionate people. The world will see a zealous people. The world will see those that don't just burn for the king, but they actually burn for one another. They love one another, sacrifice everything they have for the sake of someone else. And then the last point, the third, almost like the third question. Are we zealous for his house? Are we zealous for his church, for his kingdom, for the things that build the kingdom. You know, you can imagine like a, a builder or an architect walks into a builder's or, or yeah, I almost said outdoor warehouse, builder's. And I can guarantee you a good builder won't walk around saying, ah, I think I'm going to take the cheapest bricks or the cheapest tiles. No, a great builder takes the most expensive bricks 
take the most expensive time because he wants that house to be built well. And for us, all the things that, in a sense, make up church, the worship, the, the preaching, the people, the, the tithing, there's so many little aspects, so many little knots, but are we zealous for that? It's a question I had to answer in my heart, and I, I'm in full-time ministry, and I'm like, <laughs> Lord, I'm missing it, Rolf. <laughs> Rolf. Are we zealous for his house? Um, and uh, almost like to a practical point, are we zealous for serving? Are we zealous for, for being here first? You know, a passionate heart says, if there's chairs to be packed, I'll be here first. A passionate heart says, if there is someone that needs food, how much can I give? A passionate heart says, that is, if there is a prayer meeting, I'm here first. And it's not to be seen. It's not to be seen. It's for a passion for the king. It's a zeal for the king that leads us to be passionate. A burning heart. There's a scripture in Romans 12 verse 11. And Paul is speaking to the saints in Rome. And he's basically showing them. It's like saying, hey, here are the marks of a true Christian. Almost like a, a small little br- blueprint for them. Which is pretty great. Which is very practical. <laughs> and he says, Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And that word fervent means passionate. Be passionate in serving the Lord. Be passionate in zeal. And the amazing thing is, is that a burning passion for the king will overflow into a burning passion for the kingdom. And it will overflow into a burning passion for his house. Automatically. Like steps. Can't do it the other way around. It's the king first. And so now the um, Peter Nimbard calls this the so what now moment. So what now? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Just let us know. Uh, man. He's so gracious and so good. And actually just hearing what Paul shared, it's in view of his mercy that we can. We can love and we do love because he loved first. His passion for us burns. Yes. If only we could burn as he burns for us. Man, if only we could love as he loves us. And that's ultimately why we can. It's ultimately why we can be passionate. Because he's passionate for us. Everything in us, Allah know in me, cannot cultivate passion. But it's because he loves. He loves me first. So what now? <laughs> how? Like how? Where do burning hearts lie? Where does passion lie? And I believe two, two places. I showed four, sorry. Two places. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> So two places where, man, for me, I know in my heart that if I feel dry, this is where I need to run to. The first one is we need to behold him and be consumed by him. 
And there's a scripture in John 3, verse 32. And it says that Jesus, he bears witness to what he has seen and heard. But yet no one receives his testimony. And if you look at the life of Jesus, the passion and the zeal that he had for the Father and his kingdom, you think to yourself, what did Jesus see? Like what did he see of the Father that made him burn, that made him say, oh my word, this is why I'm dying. This is what I'm giving my life for. Jesus was with the Father. And he saw something of the Father that others didn't. We need to daily go, daily go and behold him. And pray and ask, Father, consume me. Father, come and consume me. And if you think of something that's consumed, nothing else can come in from the outside if something is consumed. Our hearts should be consumed with the love for the Father and the love of the Father. And then the second one is burning hearts are cultivated by His presence and by the work of the Holy Spirit. And probably one of my favorite verses in the New Testament is in Acts 4 verse 13. You know, where Peter and John are before the council and everything is going rough and they are just making a great and good chaos for the kingdom. And it says there, Acts 4 verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Man, when we are in His presence, when we are consumed by Him, we cannot remain the same. We cannot be the same as yesterday if tomorrow we seek Him with everything we have. If tomorrow we say, Father, consume me. Consume me because I can guarantee you His thoughts he thinks of you more than you think of him. I'm not saying that in a heart like a, it's just something that in me when I hear that, I'm like, God, how can I love you the same way that you love me? We cannot remain the same. Burning and passionate hearts are birthed in the presence of Jesus. In the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. Man, and getting these burning hearts is not a, it's not a tick box. It's not a, okay, great, here I am. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute journey. It's a lifestyle. It's a daily going to the feet of Jesus and saying, Father, Jesus, here I am. I'm yours, Lord, before anything else, before anyone else. We need to want him more than anything else. It's, a que it's the thing I had to answer in my heart. Jesus, I need to want you more than anything else. And honestly, I'm actually, there's, there's not much I want to say more, but man, I really feel like for you guys, um, yeah, that, that these burning hearts, this, that you guys would go and be passionate and zealous Jesus 
that in your conversations with one another, that people would pick up, almost like if you could see a conversation in person, that it would just be Jesus, that it would just be fashion, that it would just be the king and his kingdom. Man, and actually, I want to I wanna ask us, if there's some of us maybe sitting here today that you've never, never made that decision, and saying, I want to burn for the king. I want to be passionate for the king. If you've never made that commitment, man, I want to trust and pray for you that you would meet the king. That you would meet the king that loves you. So may I ask, man, if there is someone like that, would you just slip up your hand, please, so we can pray for you.